Hello, everyone, and welcome back to To Have and To Roll. I'm Daft Prodigy, joined, as always, by my beautiful husband, Rain Zero. You're listening to Session 78, A History of Ashes. This week, the cover of Night have been invited to engage in a high-stakes contest to prove their worth. Lenore is facing off against a representative of the Sklarqua, an intimidating man named Crojan, in a game of Sredna. The session features sound effects from Sirenscape and music from Rio Salazar and Michael Gelfi Audio. Details in the description. But now, it's time to grab your popcorn and see what will go down in this lowdown showdown on Curse of the Crimson Throne. Hello, beautiful wife. Hello, beautiful husband. Hello. And welcome back. <laughs> to Sredna! I wonder if we're excited about this thing that's happening at the start of this game. I wonder if anybody um, who's, who listened to this two weeks ago remembers what Sredna is. Um, well, I mean, would you like to remind them? It's like, what happened last time on Curse of the Crimson Throne? Oh, that's an excellent question. Last time on Curse of the Crimson Throne. On Curse of the Crimson Throne. We made our way to the Callow Mounds. And as we arrived, our good ghost friend, Zalara Esmeranda, appeared once again from the Harrow Deck to give us our fate and fortune for the upcoming book. And after a truly unprecedented Harrow reading, um, we got somewhere between seven and nine Harrow points for the upcoming book, <laughs> which I don't know if I, I didn't know it was possible to get that many. That's quite amazing. Yes. It was, it was pretty amazing. Uh, Zalara Esmeralda was played by our good friend Elizabeth from Dimension Door. Mm-hmm. And after her reading, we moved on into the Callow Mounds, where we were met by a lot of archers uh-huh. and Chief One Life, the leader of the Sconequa. Um, Thousand Bones um, vouched for us. And so we have been allowed to stay uh, with the Sconequa, but we need to sort of gain the trust of the other folks in the area, uh, the other tribes, so that we can actually get information on the relics of Kazavon. And so the mm. members of the Sklarqua, the um, Sun Clan, mm-hmm. uh, had come to uh, the Sconequa to do a burial. Mm-hmm discovered we were there, were very pissed off that we were there, mm-hmm. and uh, challenged us to a uh, sort of ritual combat game. Sredna. 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 Called Sredna, where um, basically the two strongest members of the respective groups uh, get on the ground, uh, wrap a yes. leather band around their heads, and 
try to liberate yes. each as other's a, skulls from their necks. As a reminder, <laughs> I would like to remind everybody of the rules of Sredna. So a leather loop is placed around the competitors' uh, heads like a headband so that the contestants are bound to one another. When the game begins, each contestant stares his opponent in the eyes while slowly attempting to crawl backwards. The resulting tug of war results in extreme pain as the leather digs into the soft part of the back of the neck and skull. At some point, one of the competitors relents, acknowledging defeat by bowing his head, causing the strap to roll over the top. And if neither relents, you end up with a scene from uh, your little brother finding your Barbies. Mm -hmm. Oh my my god. Games of Sredna typically last for mere seconds, but two evenly matched opponents might duel much longer. In such cases, standoffs occur frequently. When a Sredna (laughs) match begins, each contestant must spend three breaths... Uh, that's three rounds. Uh, sharing, uh, staring into each other's eyes before attempting to pull. Pulling before the fourth round is an immediate disqualification. Intimidation and patience are almost as important tools to win Sredna matches, as is strength. During these initial three rounds, the contestants attempt opposed intimidate checks by growling, gnashing teeth, and spitting insults. Each time a contestant wins one of these check, he gains two points. In the case of a tied Intimidate check, both players gain one point. On the fourth round, each character rolls an initiative check to determine when he moves. On his turn, a character can opt to tug or dig in. If you tug, the character... The characters attempt opposed strength checks. A defending character who has dug in on his previous turn receives a plus four bonus on this check. If the tugging creature wins the check, he gains two points. Or if he fails, or if the results are tied, the opponent gets two gets two points. So on a tie, the defender wins. Mm. Uh, the character strengthens his stance on a dig in uh, and gains a plus four on the next strength check to resist a tug. At the end of each round after the fourth round, total up each contestant's points. Each contestant must attempt uh, a fortitude save to continue the match, with the DC being equal to the opponent's current point total. A contestant who fails the save collapses and loses the match. If both contestants fail their saving throw, the match is declared a draw. Roll a fucking natural one on my first fortitude save. I know it. (laughs) If both contestants (laughs) succeed at their saving throws, the game proceeds to another round. Uh, A character who has endurance gains a plus four bonus on this fortitude save. So I'm going to add you to the initiative tracker. We are not rolling initiative yet. Mm -hmm. Right? right. And I'm also going to add a save to the initiative tracker. All right. So that we remember to make our saves. Okay. And so, when we last left off, Crojan eats what he kills! Huh! Huh! Had pulled out this leather headband uh, and held it out, and Lenore has now taken up a position of facing off against him. Yes. So, he, uh, he holds up the headband, and you take it, yep. put it around the back of your head. Uh, everyone clears back. Giving you, giving you both space, and and he goes. So, tell me, Varisian, why do you fight for these people when you could just run away from all of the problems they created, just like the rest of your kind? Ooh, 
What do you got? Well, truth be told, I stayed here so I could fuck your mom. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> All right, let's do opposed intimidate checks. Oh, no. <laughs> it's a 14 for me. Okay. So, uh, Crojan. It's two points. Yeah. As, as Lenore says that, She's trying to sound tough, but her voice cracks a little bit. <laughs> so many Talaxians. You know, I wish they'd all come up here to get their asses kicked. But I think I'll have to settle with you. I'd like to see you try. They come up here with their fancy dress. You run away the second you smell the perfume. Who's that <laughs> Okay, intimidate check. <laughs> I got a 22. Jesus Christ. Oh, uh, I got a 25. You, all right, two points to Lenore. <laughs> Unlikely. I, uh, sorry, I have no fear of the things that make you weak. Are you afraid, though, that you might actually have to take a bath? <laughs> See. Oh no. What'd you get? I got a natural one. Oh. <laughs> get him out Two of the way now. Alright. That's our three. And so I can't use my hero now. points on the strength checks. Roll initiative. Alright. Alright. Oh, natural one. Oh, I got a three. Wow, it's a race <laughs> to the fucking bottom here. Uh so that is a uh that is an eleven for me. In the confusion, uh you start to move. What are you doing? Are you pulling or digging in? I'm going to dig in. You're going to dig in. All right. You gain a plus four on your next strength check to resist a tug. And now, let's tug. Tug, <laughs> tug, 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 tug. Uh, right. Strength check. Strength check. Strength check. So, Crojan starts to pull as he does so. He's just going like, it's like you, you, you might have some words to back yourself up, Verissian. <sighs> but let's see a fight. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna use a um, hero point to reroll that, because that was terrible. So, all right, much better. Um, that is a twenty-four. Twenty-four. All right, you are going to win that uh, opposed check. Yeah. Uh, so two points to Lenore. Uh, and now, we make a fortitude save. Ah. Uh, fortitude save. Up, up. Oh, I should have started raging. Whoa, I can start raging now. Fortitude save. Natural. 20. All right. And we're in the game continues. Uh, what would you like to do this round? Dig like, in or tug? I would like to begin raging. Um, Ooh, okay. Uh, now, you are unchained rage, which doesn't affect your strength score. But what is your bonus to uh, attack rolls? Plus three. Okay, so you will gain your plus three to... Uh, these checks. So make sure you have that included in your yes. calculations. Yes. Um, so because he didn't dig in last turn, I would like to pull. All right, make your roll. I'm going to spend another hero point. I got these fucking bullshit single digit rolls. I have. Uh, that is a um, 15. Okay. Um, so so uh, you, you go to pull and your feet like sliding against the dirt for a moment and then you manage to get purchase and the band pulls taut as you pull him toward you ah. and 
uh, you're going to gain two more points. Yeah! As the colors, like, swirl across your skin with those rainbow patterns, you see him. Oh, so we're going to play for real then. And he's going to pull as well. And as he does so, you see the, the tendons in his neck swelling as and you can you can uh from from this close you can feel uh you can feel the pounding of his heartbeat oh my god uh, uh as he as he pulls against you <laughs> power of yelling power of yelling and anime god fucking damn it what'd you get let's <laughs> get a roll again. rolling down these arrow points yeah yeah <laughs> all right <laughs> that is a 22 all right, and uh, and uh, even as he goes to pull, you resist. I got the hero on my side, bitch! <laughs> All right, yes, you gain two more points. This is the power of Verizia. Now make your fortitude saves. Fortitude save. For round five. I'm going to make a round counter. <laughs> that is that's not great. Unfortunately, I can't reroll my fortitude save, so... Um, What'd you get? Fourteen. All right. <laughs> Well, luckily, you're you're rolling against his, the number of points that each of you have. Okay. You can feel the band digging into your head, uh, and sweat starts dripping down Lenore's face. Uh, and and now it's your turn again. All right. Uh, I would like to dig in. Digging in, so you gain a plus four on your next check. Uh, Crojan uh, seems uh, seems fairly confident that he could still take you. He's going to pull. All right. Oh, that is a 19 on die, my friend. Oof. That is a total of 32. His his hand, he goes to place it in the dirt to push back against you, uh, but he actually hits it against a rock uh, and 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 slips. Uh, and this new, this like fresh wound just opens on his hand as he fails uh, to get enough uh, to get enough purchase to pull you. Uh, you're gonna gain two more points. Yeah. Like, so, <sighs> apparently, you do have some skill. <laughs> but what's my name? And then his, and then his, his, his guys. I'll go. Crojan eats what he kills. <laughs> Make your fortitude saves. All right. Uh, that is a total of twenty. Total of 20. Okay, mm -hmm. you're good. Uh, <laughs> Crojan, you see some sweat starting to like uh, run down uh, around the around the band. He's uh, yelling and he's pulling against the band and you actually get the sense that he might actually kind of enjoy this. <laughs> uh, Lenore. Crojan eats what he kills. What have you eaten then? A mosquito? <laughs> A baby bunny. Uh, would you like to dig in or would you like to pull? I would like to pull. Okay. That is 23. You managed to uh, gain like a little bit of ground on him again. Ah. And you see, you see, like as you, as this starts to happen, you see him kind of like, uh, um, Frog spawn? Uh, you see him take his, take his hand and he just pushes it into the dirt. It's like, don't get cocky. You don't even know what you're doing here. Uh, and he's gonna dig in. Oh! Uh, and uh, you need you guys to make another fortitude save. All right. Uh, God, I keep rolling so low. That's a fourteen again. All right. 
I'm just like, I, as long as I don't roll a one, I'm okay, right? It's just, the, my, my dice is like, are you going to fucking test me? <laughs> you fucking what, mate? <laughs> now, would you like to dig in or pull? Uh, you're right. I don't know what I'm doing here. But I do know one thing. I'm going to beat the shit out of you. <laughs> um, and I am, uh, I'm, I'm actually, I'm going to dig in as well. Oh, we're both dug in right now. Come on, Crojan. You're not going to let a newbie, a Verizian, an outsider sit He's here gonna... and stare you down, are you? He's going to pull. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Don't be a little bitch, Crojan! Strength, strength uh, check. Woo-hoo. You get a plus four. 27. Damn. Uh, yeah, you, you beat him. Two more points, Lenore. I think we both have to make uh, fortitude saves. Uh, yes, you do have to make some saves. Ooh, uh, that is a twenty-seven on the fortitude save. As he is, as he is uh, now, basically scuffling around, pushing against you with one hand. Like he's got like one hand like on your on your collarbone, like pushing against you, mm-hmm. and the other hand digging into the ground uh, and sliding back on his knees. Like, um, and he just, just, just power of grunting now. <laughs> Lenore's uh, flashing colors look like a laser light show if anybody from Numeria were to see them. <laughs> uh, and like, ooh, LEDs. <laughs> and uh, we are on a new round. All right. I would like to tug. Tug, 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 Mm. Should I reroll that? I think I can afford. I think I can afford not to reroll right now. Uh, that is a that is a sad sad roll though. Uh, What'd you roll? <laughs> two on die. Ah. Uh, so that is a uh, an eleven. <laughs> okay. Uh, so this one does go to Crojan, uh, as as he's sort of like pushing against you. You feel the band just <laughs> and 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 you 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 kind of have to loosen the tension <laughs> just a bit. Uh, point. Crojan. Now he's a dick. <laughs> uh, and then Crojan's gonna be like, oh, he's like, he's happy because he's starting to gain ground. He's gonna pull again. Uh-huh. Ooh! That's 26. Essentially. Uh, he, he feels like he's starting to get the edge, and so he, so he moves his, like, he moves his knee back. And then you just pull him back again. Gotcha. Uh, and points to Lenore. (laughs) (laughs) You're not so bad. (laughs) Um, And four tube save. Four tube save. (laughs) That is a natural 20. As, As he pulls and then you pull him back, there is this brief moment where he's he's staring into your eyes you can almost feel like like the pulsating of the, the tiny capillaries underneath the eyes as it's just his the color of his eyes uh kind of swirling from this dark brown to a to a lighter amber uh as as he just looks into yours and i'd like to wink <laughs> and and um and he falters and falls forward the band coming off of, of his head. Uh, 
at the sudden release of the tension, Lenore, like, slides backward and throws her head back and sort of just falls on her ass. Uh, and so he, he uh, actually, uh, with you doing that, uh, he essentially falls on top of you. <laughs> uh, probably head about, uh, I mean, honestly, the the way that you're kitted out, probably head about uh, cleavage level. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is a very sexually charged moment. Yes, and he, and he <sighs> gets up, sweat pouring down his head. He looks at you. Good match. I'm going to tell my husband about you. Lenore's going to wake again. Maybe you should bring him along. Give you an edge next time. Because I won't go <laughs> easy on you again. I would hope not. <laughs> and he <laughs> turns his back, goes back to his boys. <laughs> uh, Lenore's gonna like kiss her fingers and uh, sort of wave. <laughs> As he goes back to his guys and they're handing over the body of Barak, he goes, <clears throat> You pull like an oryx dam and heat, little shamek. Well done. Wait till you see me in heat. And and all, all the all the uh, all the uh, all the Sklarqua gather around, and go. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I will. <laughs> uh, and and they they uh, they start to leave. At that, there's there's a bunch of of, of uh, like whooping and and uh, and like. And like cheering for you. Lenore go- comes back to the party, uh, putting a hand to the back of her head to sort of stem the the bleeding from the where the leather strap cut into her neck. She goes, "That's how you make friends." <laughs> uh, and Chief One Life just starts like drumming on his chest, like like sort of to congratulate you. Uh, like very good, very good. Thank you. <sighs> And well, now, and Lenore's going to drop out of rage. And word of this, exhausted. Like word of this, we'll certainly get back to the Squarqua. I think you've made a good introduction. God, I hope so. Uh, <laughs> she sort of collapses a little bit against uh, <laughs> against uh, the party. Yudia uh, sort of been charged, being charged with holding her up. <laughs> ah, Lenore, you're so sweaty. God. Um, Thousand Bones goes off with the Squarqua actually to uh, attend to their. Uh, dead. Uh, and uh, Chief One Life says, uh, there will be a council fire. Uh, we'll have food and a dance. And then we can address business. And uh, this and uh, a few of the rangers among them start to like assemble this very large bonfire uh, and over the course of the night, they bring forth, um, they bring forth like plates of meat, uh, and some like, and some like, uh, cactus. Uh, there's very, very pungent, uh, wine that they start pouring for you. Uh, and you're not exactly sure what kind of plant produced it, but it's sort of like, it's sweet, uh, but also like, um, like, like, there's also like a little bit of a minty uh, taste to it. That sounds really tasty. And, and just actually. like really hearty. 
the uh, the bone slayers actually bring like fresh water that's like nice and cool. Uh, you can see them essentially uh, getting getting these like uh, big stone uh, bowls that they that they then hold their hand up over and just go and let and pour water from their hand into the bowl. <gasps> uh, and uh, so you've got water, you have wine, uh, you have uh, oryx meat. Yeah. Uh, and that's very good. Oh, that's so cool. Uh, how would you guys like to mingle while this is going on? Boy. Well, uh, I think Lenore wants to uh, get some people together uh, with a rousing rendition of her uh, Sredna uh, match uh, <laughs> from her perspective. Uh, you know, like, so there I was, staring into his eyes. <laughs> there's a bunch of kids. There's a bunch of kids around. It's like one of the kids goes, "That happened like just five minutes ago." <laughs> yeah, we saw it. It was really cool. <laughs> and, then, and then a bunch of the, of little kids are like, "Are you like sitting down on yeah, the ground?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a, a couple of the kids come over and start like pulling on your hair. They're like, "Sadna, sadna, sadna, sadna." Oh, Lenore will let herself be pulled over by the children. <laughs> oh. You're so strong, <laughs> and you fall over in the dirt. <laughs> um, and uh, and a few of the elder folks in the village are, are now like sort of like laughing. Uh, they seem people seem to have warmed up to you uh, actually quite a bit from this little display. It's like a, the uh, everyone greatly approves. <laughs> uh, and uh, oh, so see. cute. Uh, Damien would like to actually go over to the one of the bone slayers. Uh, so I saw you made water from your hand. That's that's pretty cool. Um, what kind of spell casting do you do? Uh, and um, and one of the one of the bone slayers will say, well, we all, as part of adopting the mantle of bone slayer, we walk among the tombs and seek guidance from the spirits. Those of us who are answered, become bone slayers. What happens to the people who aren't answered? They take on other roles. Okay, okay. Uh, so it's some sort of divine spell casting? Uh, yes. Cla- the, in classification terms, they're oracles. Ah. Oh. Uh, with the bone uh, mystery. Ooh, that's pretty cool. Yes. I, I feel like I should have probably learned how to create water before we came out here. Uh, it's kind of a, a tactical oversight on my part. Uh, I feel a little silly. Well, maybe we could teach you. That, w- that would be great. There's not a lot of water out here. Get, uh, do you, is, is create water on your spell list? <laughs> Let's see. It is not. <laughs> uh, actually, actually, um... <laughs> you- Uni- Unia overhears, and they're like, I can create water, Damien. <laughs> the bone slayer that you're talking to says, well, maybe I could teach you. It could be a fun cultural exchange. Oh, yeah, that would be pretty neat. She takes your hand, and she and she holds it up, and she goes, when summoning water, one of the important things is to think of the life-giving force of it, and let the power flow through you. And, and she's actually sort of, like, holding Damien's hand. Damien completely oblivious. Yep. Yep, yep. And, and sort of <laughs> he's, like, uh, he's already focusing really hard on the life-giving properties of water. Like, 
fills the shape of its as container. You, as you have your eyes uh, uh, <laughs> squinted, uh, y- your hand is actually pulled forward, like toward her waist. It falls to the ground from the clouds and, and, and then, cycles. Uh, and then, uh, and then, like you open one eye, and you realize that she's like looking at you. I think the only thing I'm capable of creating is sweat. Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna. Mm. She 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 giggles, <laughs> and she psh, flicks some water at your face. Maybe you'll learn at some point, silly boy. Got in my eyes. <laughs> Have I mentioned how much I love Damien lately? <laughs> This is fun. And um, uh, what are Ophelia and Trinia doing? Oh, what time of day is it now? Huh? What time of day is it now? Uh, it, would be, it, getting... it would be getting around sunset now. Oh, I think um, Ophelia wants to take uh, Trinia up to maybe like uh, the top of one of the escarpments uh, to watch the sunset. I've never actually seen the sunset out here before. I've, uh, yeah, I've, like, I mean, well, I've never been out here before. It's, it's, it's really dry. It's, it is, it, feels it like, is. Uh, but like, uh, is it okay, like, for your skin? Or, like, oh, um, is that weird to say? Uh, oh my gosh. No, um, no, that's no, a really, like, that's a really good point. Um, I feel like in about two hours, I'm going to find out the hard way. Mm. Um, she, like, points down to see where, uh, this one bone slayer is flirting with Damien and goes, maybe she can teach us how to create water. Oh. <laughs> well, I do have hydraulic push, so okay, like okay. I can make some water. <laughs> uh, as the sun is dipping uh, below uh, the western mountains, uh, it the sky is like absolutely aflame with uh, with like rich purples and dipping into uh, red and orange, uh, and it's it's just like there's like striations of clouds overhead just little wispy things uh and it's just pouring across i imagine trinia uh uh is is saying something like you know i've heard that dust in the air like in really dry places like here is what makes the sunset so pretty and ophelia's like where where did you hear that i don't know what were we talking about uh and then trinia is just like uh like what were we talking about Oh, um, you know, we were just sitting here holding hands. Yep. Uh, I was flirting badly. And she, she, uh, she's like, yeah, you were. <laughs> <laughs> and then she, she gives you like a, a little gentle push. No. And she pulls you back. Oh, and give her a kiss on the cheek. Oh. Oh, no, she's going for the lips. Oh, yeah, kiss on the lips. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Ophelia was like going to give her a kiss, and then, and then uh, Trini has already turned around to give her a kiss. They sort of collide a little awkwardly. No, it was intentional for Trinia. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, well, Ophelia anyway. doesn't mind. <laughs> anyway, um, um, what's Unia doing? Unia is realizing they haven't prepped create water today. <laughs> Incredible. Um, uh, I think. Nobody is going up to Unia. They're actually giving you like a really wide berth. And it's actually a lot of people just aren't acknowledging you. The few times that you are acknowledged, it's by the older members of uh, the clan, including the ones with the with the uh, Cyhedron embedded in their palm. 
who, if they make eye contact with you, they just do the hands crossed over their face with the hand with the cyhedron over the other. Uh, is gonna go for a walk. Mm. They're gonna take their, uh, their cup of, um, the, uh, the, the wine that has been mint provided. Wine. The mint wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they are going to patrol the perimeter of the camp. Okay. Uh, I'm actually going to make a perception check. We'll see if they see anything of interest uh, while they're on their walk. Whether that's interesting people, interesting animals, interesting conversations. They're just going to mm-hmm. uh, set themselves apart. That is a 17. Um, are, am I benefiting from concealment due to dim light? All right. That is 19. Not enough to hear whispers, unfortunately. No. Just, just um, shy of that. You, you, your senses are a little bit overwhelmed by all the uh, events going on with the partying, uh, the preparing of foods, the the playing of games. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you do see uh, up on one of the escarpments. Uh, you see Trini and uh, Ophelia uh, snuggling. No. Um, you can see you can see Lenore with uh, playing with the kids. Um, you see Damien uh, not understanding what flirting is. Uh, um, and yeah, uh, he's just sort of walk around. Mm. Um, they're going to pull out their holy symbol uh, just briefly here. Just look at it. Run their fingers along the warped edges of the symbol of Aradin. What are you thinking? Hmm. So many things have changed. So many things are worse. And so many things I thought were good weren't. What do I do? Do I accept my role? Do I accept our past? Do I defend it? Or do we make something new? A, a uh, slightly darker shadow falls across it, almost like a reflection uh, of bright light wood. Uh, and uh, like amidst the burial cairns leading out of the village, uh, just for a second, it's like you see a, a shadowy figure of a humanoid. And then it's gone. You have not abandoned me. I will not abandon you. But we shall see for ourselves what the path ahead brings. Uh, As the sun has set, the bonfire is kindled. As you're sort of on your own, uh, you suddenly become aware that Thousand Bones is near you. Hello. Hello. Unia. They put their holy symbol away. Beautiful night, yes? Yes. There is beauty in the light, and he looks up at the at the uh, light playing across the clouds and the sunset as the Terminator line is receding to the west. There is beauty in the dark as well. You... You have... 
intrigued me. There are many who claim your god is dead. I think there are many who would prefer he stayed that way. Perhaps, perhaps the cosmic struggles are difficult to understand for mortals. And more difficult still when we try to apply our understanding of the world to them. You see, your people, they like to give them names, lives, births, deaths. But the forces that they wield do not answer to those names. You know, it is not... It is not Phrasma who answers when I speak to the dead. It is not... Sarenray, who answers when the Sklarqua summon fire. You call to Eridan, and you receive an answer. Perhaps your call is just correct. I appreciate your perspective, but Eridan was a man. He was born. He ascended to godhood, and... Then he died. Perhaps. And yet, he answers. Hmm. The magic that suffuses our world is more complicated than simple names. Perhaps he died. And that is why your people have suffered. There have certainly been many events since his disappearance. Perhaps you are just one of the few who is able to see beyond the mortal realm. Hmm. Beyond even the life and death of gods. Hmm. He, he's sort of uh, le- like leaning on his staff again, raven-headed staff. He sort of goes, "Come, walk with me," and he starts like walking toward where the bonfire is. And I will follow. Do you want to say anything else? Yes. Or? Um. I. Is it normal for the forces you call upon to change? If you ask for fire and receive instead water, or you ask for light and instead receive shadow. The tides of the spheres push and pull like the moon, but in many directions. Where once there was light, sometimes there is shadow. If you call on what is familiar, Sometimes something else will answer. In a situation like that, is it perhaps more useful to have a name? Something that you can use to make sure that thing that you were looking for is still there? Perhaps. But 
like uh, his head just sort of teetering on his on his uh, kind of gaunt neck. Perhaps it is best just to know where the tide is pulling you. Please, sir, you know much of the dead. Can something like this be undone? Can a dead god be brought back? Or a, a dead force be returned to what it once was? If the power still lingers, you invoke the name and the power stirs. Therefore, there is something to pull at, yes? Yes. Well, it has been buried many years now. Do not be surprised if things other than what you sought are pulled up with it. Unia swallows hard at a sudden anxiety that is difficult for them to articulate. Uh, and uh, but about now you are so your thoughts are being a little bit overwhelmed by the sound of uh, uh, people uh, people cheering as uh, several of the bone slayers are beginning a dance uh, uh, they begin a dance around the fire uh, one which thousand bones will inform you and actually sort of bringing you to the rest of your party members uh, inform you that this is sort of to be representative of the journey of a soul through uh, basically as the fire is kindled uh, they're standing around it uh, and then they begin to dance as the fire is lit uh, and, he, and he explains that that's sort of representative of the uh, as souls enter into our realm from the positive energy plane there as they go around the fire uh, it blazes up uh, and then uh, as, as the kindling finishes burning and starts to ignite the larger wood, the, the blaze pairs down just a bit. And it goes, and then souls transfer from the mortal realm into the river of souls. And then, and then the dancers sort of wind their way through the crowd uh, uh, and sort of representing how the, soul, how the river of souls twists through the plains. Uh, and... Uh, at, at a couple points, uh, they, uh, some of them reach out and grab at, uh, like teenagers, ah. uh, in the, in the, uh, in the audience and a few of the teenagers as they do so, uh, you actually see this, like this, like flash of dark energy Ooh. around them. And, and, uh, a couple of the teenagers, uh, like, <laughs> like start start like pushing back uh, while their friends kind of laugh at them, <laughs> and, then, and then a couple a couple like like stand there and sort of like grit their teeth against the force. Souls are tested even at this stage. Ooh. Uh, can I do a spell? Yeah, you can do a spellcraft. Damien's sort of been nodding along to the uh, the description of the planes and stuff. Uh, his headbound, feeding him information about uh, the positive <laughs> energy plane and such. Lenore, you know, Lenore's sort of like, uh, yeah, the, the what's it, the bright place and the dark place, yeah. Um, so Damien's going to make a spellcraft check. That is a thirty-one. Uh, yeah, with the thirty-one, uh, you would recognize that they're casting cause fear. Ooh. Uh, and he sort of says, uh, he says, he says the fear is uh, representative of the things that prey upon souls on the on the river of souls, always seeking to pull them out for their own purposes. Uh, and uh, eventually, they do wind their way back to the bonfire, now blazing as the as the logs uh, have fully caught 
Uh, and and uh, they all hold hands, and uh, and and this divine energy washes over all of you. Uh, and uh, you may make uh, will saves. However, uh, you would recognize that what they are doing is casting sanctuary. Ah, uh, uh, we'll we'll accept it. Okay. <laughs> then everybody sort of relaxes a little bit and begins to eat. Um, there's. Um, which you can only gather to be probably like sketch comedy going on. <laughs> Even Unio relaxes a little bit. Yes. Uh, they do not understand Shawanti. Damien is trying to translate it's the like sketch comedy this, that's taking place in uh, Shawanti, uh, but um, he's he's missing all the idioms. Um, <laughs> he's trying to explain the idioms, and it's just talking. He's just talking over. At one point, you're like. <laughs> at one point, you're like. Wow, this got surprisingly sexual for a thing that's being told to in a group of the entire tribe, including like tiny children. <laughs> yeah, do they do they understand? They probably don't understand the reference, actually. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, oh, wow, that's dirty. That's dirty. <laughs> um, anyway, as the night grows long, uh, many of the uh, Skoden Qua begin to retire to their tents. There are there marshmallows. Hmm? Are there marshmallows? Uh, sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lenore's gonna come back with like uh, two big handfuls of marshmallows and like some sticks uh, that she's sort of holding in the crook of one arm. She's like, marshmallows, marshmallows, marshmallows. Mm. Mm. Okay. And um, as the fire is beginning to die down, the woman who leads the Bone Slayers, a woman named Ash Dancer, actually comes forward and starts to sprinkle. Uh, a uh, herbal dust, oh, a greenish brown dust, on the uh, on the fire. We'll, we'll wait on the marshmallows. Sorry. Oh no, you, you would have had your marshmallows oh, okay, by now. Okay, okay, uh, okay. It's been like a couple hours. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, the fumes hang heavy in the air and encapsulate uh, all of you. Your vision blurs slightly, and you're overwhelmed by a feeling of ease. Uh, at which point, Thousand Bones... It's the good shit. Yeah, Thousand Bones does speak. He says, You have already done my people a great favor by returning the body of one of our warriors. And I sense that you've come to ask for something in return. Yet, know that by asking this, you are helping us all. The are peaceful people. Yet... We're all but shunned by our kin. Our willingness to mix with Shamek shames many of my brothers and sisters in the other Kwa. Only their respect for our tradition of guarding and protecting the dead of all Shawanti keeps them from open hostility with us. My words do not reach their ears. Uh, when I warn them of Iliosa and her rise to power, they hear tales of a city in flame, a king dead, and then disease ravaging its people. And they see it as a just punishment. See, uh, as he says that, one life uh, sort of purses his lips. Takes a deep breath. Uh, Ash, Ash Dancer gives kind of a uh, sidelong look at uh, one life. Puts a hand on his shoulder. And now... You come to me with concerns, seeking the aid of my people. Yeah. Speak of what you wish of the Shawanti. 
Perhaps we may find our needs are the same. What do you tell him about why you're here? What brought you out? Um, you know, I feel like uh, after all that we've been through to get here and the hospi- the hospitality that we've been shown uh, and honestly, the, the fact that things are desperate and these folks may be the only people who can help us prevent an unfathomable disaster. We will tell him everything. Okay. What do you tell them about Kazavon? Uh, we know that Kazavon was a blue dragon who worshipped Zonkuthan. Mm-hmm. He controlled an area that used that that Ustalov wanted. Ustalov wanted him to take land for them, and when he did, he decided he didn't want to give it back. And um, they sent and uh, they sent a group of people to like take him out. Um, one of them was a Shawanti shaman. One was a paladin of Eridan. There was a wizard and uh, I think a couple other folks. But the Shawanti shaman took one of the relics that they made from Kazavan's body when they killed him. Or when they tried to kill him. It has a piece of his soul in it. And they brought it to the Grand Mustaba. And now Iliosa has it. And we need to know how to destroy it. Thousand Bones uh, sort of uh, sits there, rubbing his hand against uh, his neck for a moment. Flexes his gnarled fingers. I have long tried to research the Grand Mastaba. Uh, with records in your city and the lore of my people. There are many evils contained within it. I know that at a time before it was meant to seal away great evil, but I do not know if this relic is what was spoken of. My people defended that land for many generations. But when Chaliax came to us, they drove us to the Cinderlands and we fought hard to ensure that this this, this land would remain safe. We thought ourselves its caretakers, and we feared what would happen when those who did not understand it captured it. Unfortunately, much of the lore is lost. Many who told the stories of the past died defending that land. I... Do not know of this Kazavan, or uh, he uses the term that Neolandis uh, had for uh, the Crown of Fangs. He says, I don't know this Midnight's Teeth, or this Kazavan, 
but and he, he actually goes back to your description of the uh, Shawanti shaman with burning eyes. And he goes, I do recognize that story. There is this one told by the sun shamans. There was there once was a shaman uh, in their line named Koja Eyes of Flame, who did great things for the Sklaqua. But I am sad to say the stories of Koja rest with the sun shamans. And any sort of looks each of you in the eyes individually before continuing. Sklarqua, Crojan's clan. They are the most distrustful of outsiders. If you are to hear the Sun Shaman's tale, you must prove that you are worthy to hear it. I mean, I already did the thing with uh, the leather strap and the, the pulling and the it yelling. Would take much more than a simple wrestling match. You see, let me... Let me present the situation here in the Cinderlands as best I can. You all are outsiders here, and however noble your goals may be, there is a concern among all Shuanti, myself included. The knowledge given to you, even in good faith, may find its way to those who would use it for ill. Let me tell you a tale. Long ago, there was a there was a white dragon that dwelt among the Mindspin Mountains. It was a terrible beast. And it would come down upon the hinterlands. And pillage towns, take livestock and people, and devour them before their families, or take them back to its lair. None could face this dragon, for it was too powerful. We called on the greatest warriors of our people. And one by one, they would fall or return, frostbitten, injured. And then one day, one day, a band of wandering mercenaries came up the river. They heard the plight of our people. They were led by a mighty warrior. And he went to the top of that mountain, having heard all the horrors this dragon had inflicted. He slew the dragon. He, he cleaned its skull and brought it back. And the people rejoiced. They showered him with gifts. They welcomed him as a friend. They felt their troubles were gone. The mercenaries continued down the river until they found more of their own people besieged on an island. They killed the besieging Shuanti, and their crusade has not stopped since. It was Jack Theon Corvosa 
that killed the dragon. And it was Jaktheon Corvosa who drove us from our homes. Once thought a hero, a savior, even, whose legacy wiped us from the lands you now Corvosa's holdings. And so you see, you are friends to me. You have done great things for my son. And I want to trust you. But trust is not a commodity I can share. Not after all this time. And so, all you can hope to gain is respect, the knowledge that what is given to you will be used to help everyone. You must prove not only that you have the desire to do good, but that your legacy will be better. This will, need, this will mean that you must prove that you respect our history, our culture, even if it is a history of ashes. I feel like a title just got dropped. <laughs> uh, and, he, and he just goes, So, one of the ways you may replicate this, if you recreate the event, the actions of legendary heroes, with Shawanti bearing witness, they will know that you respect our past. He actually goes, uh, he actually tells you, uh, I can help you in this. I have the stories of many great Shawanti warriors. However, you'll want one that will impress the Sklarqua themselves. Is there a white dragon for us to kill somewhere? We have to search the surrounding mountains as white dragons are not extremely common in the lowlands. Uh, But if you can bring the skull of a white dragon to one of the Kwa, I'm sure they will be impressed. Okay. There's also a little bit of baggage with that story. I, I don't know if you were really paying attention. <laughs> no, I, I did. I, I, but I thought that the, it was, you know, like, we'll do a better job with the legacy this time. Um, well, you know. <laughs> sorry, I didn't. That was I only, really the point got, of the story. I only got a three on my AP English exam. Uh, tell me about the themes of the tale of the tale of uh, Jack the Uncovers. Uh, so, another that may aid you. The tale of Skarok. Skarok was a great warrior and greater traitor to the Sklarqua. Oh. He slew his brother. Oh, no. A man of even greater courage. To the Sklarqua, family is purity. Crimes against family are the greatest one can commit. Although Skarok claimed the death was an accident that occurred while he and his brother were hunting others spoke of murder, spawned of jealous rage. Skarok was declared Shamek by the Sun Shaman and cast out. But before Skarok left, he said that he would be born again and return to his tribe. This he did. He went to the killing grounds of the great 
Cindermaw, and as he's doing this, he's drawing out like a little map in the in the sand. Uh, Damien is copying it into his <laughs> notes. Uh, where let me actually draw you guys over to the map. Hey! He draws for you on the map at the slopes of the Wyvern Mountains. A little picture. Ooh! Oh! He draws this picture <laughs> of, uh, of of a five. <laughs> A five-jawed creature Look at this with, ma- with magma, with magma-like shell on the outside that basically looks like cooling lava, and rows and rows and rows of teeth going down uh, this open maw. Wow! As a warrior stands before, he went to the killing grounds of the great Cinder Maw, the Clan Eater. Skarok walked up to the beast, carrying only his dagger. Without fear, he dove into the beast's mouth and cut his way out. That's the power of sneak attack, baby. He returned to the clan and declared he had been reborn and had left his misdeeds in the cleansing fire of Cinder Maw's belly. The legends say the Sun Shaman accepted this and Skarok's time as a Shamek was spoken of no more. Wow, that sounds really dangerous and sort of statistically unlikely, but if he actually did that, that's badass as fuck? So, if you can replicate such a task, and it is witnessed by members of at least one of the Qua that call the Cinderlands their home, Word of this, of this recreation, will certainly impress Sun Shaman. People going in with the dagger. Nose goes. Damien puts his finger on his nose. I will leave. How? If you choose to go that route, I will leave. How? You survive to you. <laughs> also, if, if is a very important uh, distinction here. Mm, another way that you may earn respect is to become an enemy's <clears throat> Nalharest. Sorry, it is a term that is difficult to translate into Taldain. It yeah. is, I think the closest term we can use is uh, comrade. EFF. Something to that effect. One who who would give their life in defense of yours. For love of you. Ah, uh, ride or die. Ride or die. Yes, I like that. If you can make an enemy <laughs> your null arrest, that will prove that you have respect, even for those who hate you. Am I kind of already doing that with uh, Crojan eats what he kills? Uh, he's certainly gained your attention, but Crojan is a proud man. I anticipate he will not take his defeat lightly. Oh my god, are we gonna have a rematch? Can we have a rematch? (laughs) Another way that you could earn respect is to seek out the endorsement of a truth speaker. A truth speaker is one who has been, who has lived many lives without lie and who achieves the gift of speaking only truth after decades spent in chastity, self-control, 
and introspection. I, I know of one truth speaker. A uh, Akram of the Lyrun Qua. You seek the truth speaker's endorsement. You can go to the House of the Moon. Uh, and he draws a little mark on the map for this as well. Uh, near uh, the Kazaron River. No relation to Kazaron. No, no, really? Or you could seek the Thrall Keeper's mark. Ooh. In ancient times, there was a cast of spellcasters that we called the Thrall Keepers. They were the ones who ensured that Shawanti were complacent under the rule of the Rune Lords. They bore a mark upon their hands, a mark which they could use to enforce their will. And now our people seek the mark as a way to remember. By inflicting the mark upon yourself, you feel the pain of our ancestors. The seven-pointed star. Yes. The mark of the Thrall Keeper. Where can we do such a thing? That would be at the Acropolis of the Thrall Keepers. It is on a hill in the foothills of the Wyvern Mountains. Finally, the last possible means that I know to gain the approval of the Sklarqua is the trial of the totem. It is a rite of passage among the Sklarqua. If you can survive it, they will have no choice but to give you respect. What does that one entail? That is for the Sklarqua to tell. I can tell you only that it is agonizing and exhausting. Agony ex and exhaustion, my two favorite things. Good. <laughs> um, also, in case you need more direction, the Sklarqua make their home at Flameford, uh, across the Yondabakari River. It's the river that comes out of Kermaga. And oh. Up, well, goes into Kermaga. And then goes down yes. in big waterfalls that come um, out of skull mouths. There is also a orcish city called Erglin. That sounds familiar. Erglin? Erglin. I think Mazak talked about Erglin. Who's, who's Mazak? Are we supposed to know who that is? It's my friend from or from, from uh, Human Access. <laughs> Thousand Bones goes, oh! Yeah, uh, wow, you you only mentioned that guy like at the beginning of the story and you didn't really do anything with it. What was that about? <laughs> look, look, some of us needed campaign traits that fed us the, the, the knowledge skills we were looking to take. <laughs> what happened with the guy? He's okay now. Uh, that wasn't really clear. He was he went, like dying. Or... He, went, he went to rehab. Oh, okay. He's doing okay now. Okay. Thank you for asking. And... But why isn't he like, why didn't he like talk to him anymore or anything like that? Uh, people started dying? It kind of cuts into your social life yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, Damien, I feel like you, I feel like you haven't really like uh, talked to him at all since. Um... Actually, I think this is a bigger problem that Damien has because he didn't talk to his brother for like a decade and a half. Stop it. 
stop it. Oh my god. Okay, when we go back to Corvosa, I will talk to everyone. Hey, look, it's me, the wanted criminal. Who's your friend? I hope you don't tell anybody that I'm here we'll and that nobody like, followed me. We'll have like 20 sessions of Damien just talking to people that he hasn't <laughs> talked to. God. Also, also, we'll find out what the whole deal with, with, uh, we'll find out what the whole deal with, um, uh, him not getting into Academy was. That was apparently a big thing at some point. Shut up, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> you don't want to talk about anything in your backstory, do you, Damien? No! Anyway, sorry. Uh, but yes, um, I would try to av avoid Erglin as much as you can. However, if your path takes you there, I'm, cer I'm certain that words of your... words of any actions you take there would reach Sklakwa. They hate them. <laughs> Maybe but I can wrestle. Pretty much, pretty much everybody hates them. Maybe I can wrestle Leonard people there. If I wrestle enough people, will they like us? Like, I can I wrestle know. literally all day. Well, it's sort of. A I can wrestle for two minutes a thing. day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, theoretically, you should be able to wrestle longer than that. You can wrestle for three minutes a day. <laughs> now, I don't expect you to do all of this alone. Uh, we have, we have. Uh, I have asked Ash Dancer here for support in your quest. She has offered four of her bone slayers. Ahalak, Hargev, Naumib, and Shadfrar. They are to be your guides in the Cinderland. And they will lead you wherever you need to go. And they will bear witness to your deeds. Uh, and uh, he, like, nods to Ash Dancer, and she, uh, blows on like a little uh, pipe flute. Uh, it's actually it's actually like a little piece of bone that just whistles when she blows through it. Uh -huh. uh, and uh, four uh, Shawanti warriors come forth. Uh, you will note Shadfrar seems to be the lady that was flirting with Damien. <laughs> These four have all been impressed by your deeds and wish to accompany you. And you will need them as witnesses. Yeah, you should all probably stand in the back where the ranged folks work. I feel like if any of you get eaten by the enormous magma worm, that would probably be bad. No offense. Yeah, it would be really bad. Like, like if if all of them die, I bet you'd you'd be totally fucked. It would be it would it would be bad for optics, yeah. and also it would be really sad. Like, can you imagine if we gave you these people to go with you to bear witness to your deeds and they just fucking died? <laughs> um, it would be really bad. <laughs> um, I don't think anybody would trust you if all of them died. The gang died. gets kicked out of the Cinderlands. Anyway. And he goes, I also know the dangers of the Cinderlands are much to bear. And so he uh, reaches into his cloak. He pulls out uh, a little bag. And he goes, and so I have prepared some things for you. Aww. These are tokens of my appreciation for what you did for Gakin and the friendship I share with Neolandis. Among these things, uh, there are a po there are five potions of cure serious wounds. Ooh. Uh, I'll give you the list later. So okay, awesome. Um, a wand of endure elements. Yes! 
Yes! That's 23 charges. Fuck yes! Five pots of Shawanti war paint. Ooh! Three red and two silver. I'll uh, tell you about this. And mm -mm. Shadfrar goes, an ash dancer authorized me to give you this. She looks at Damien and she hands him a wand. It is a wand of create water with 44 charges. Ah, thank you! Now you can prep a different orison, Unia. <laughs> thank you. Incredible. <laughs> um, I had not prepped. Prepared, um, I had not prepared create so you're water going to today. Have, you're going to have, let me see, uh, three pots of red Shawanti war paint. When applied, this gives you uh, fire resistance <gasps> 10 Magical cosmetics. for, for uh, 24 hours. Ooh, wow, that is amazing. Mm -hmm. When you apply the silver war paint, you get a plus three deflection bonus to AC. The fire resistance is going to be really useful against that magma worm thing. Probably. Oh my god. It's almost like sitting, intention. Sitting here going, oh no, I should have brought Squelch. Squelch has communal resist energy. <laughs> This is good, though. This is good. Mm -hmm. With that, a thousand bones will go. Now, I've given you much to think about, and the weight has been lifted from my shoulders. The next portion of your journey is up to you. For now, rest. I'm sure... You will achieve great things here in the Cinderlands. Because and now I'm like super old and I'm gonna go to bed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not super old and I'm gonna go to bed. Um, uh, and uh, the fire dies down uh, to burning coals, still being tended to uh, by one life. And he goes, one life just looks at you and just goes, "Thank you." For returning my son to me. We were just doing anything we could to help make right something that had gone very, very horribly wrong. And I hope he looks he looks at uh, you all. I hope that I can return the favor. Lenore nods. Um thanks. Are you referring to anything specific with that, or... Everything that has happened for your people. That's... Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, you've done, you've done a fantastic job so far, thank you. But as he says, the next step is yours. My people are ready. I have been swayed by your tale. But we cannot venture into your lands. <sighs> Without the support of the Sklarqua. Yeah. But we are with you. Thank you. Your support means a lot. And, uh, he will continue to tend to the fire. Before we go to sleep, mm -hmm. if I recall correctly, Lenore has a scroll of sending that Edgar told her to use. Lenore is going to uh, try to UMD her way into using that. Oh no. Uh, 
I do not believe sending is on the Blood Rager list, but um, it is not. So we're going to see if Lenore can get the sending scroll to work. That's an 18. 18 total? Yes. No, it doesn't work. Ah, fuck. Come on, 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 Sending. You cannot take 10 with your MD. Sending. That's a 22. You can use the scroll. Oh, actually. Wait. No. Hold up. What level is sending? Fourth level spell. Was it a wand of sending or a scroll of sending? I think it's a. Hold on, let me check. You have a wand of sending. A wand of sending. Okay, okay. wand of sending. That would be enough. Okay. <gasps> oh my god, it worked. <laughs> so that's oh my god, Please. it worked. That's five. Le- <laughs> that's five words. <laughs> okay. Oh my god, it worked. Hi, Edgar. We're in the Callow Mounds. Everything is fine. I made a friend I'd like you to meet. Uh, love you, bye. Incredible. <laughs> She'll try to make love you, bye, one word. Love you, bye. <laughs> Incredible. Okay. Does that girl respond? Uh, yeah, there's a, there's, a, there's a moment. And you just hear, I love you. Aww. First, if you are messaging me about a friend, it must be urgent. <laughs> Can Damien teleport yet? Uh. Love, Edgar. <laughs> Kiss. <laughs> All right, I, I will try. I'll try to send another one. Who's the sending again? Sending. You only have ten charges on this one. Oh. Oh, nine charges now. No. Uh. Lenore. Lenore is going to go and then realize that this is a precious resource she should not waste to tell. Her husband, the Damien, does not yet know how to teleport. <laughs> so, you have your tasks. Yes. What would you like to do first? Oh, gosh. Um, Actually, let's save the discussion for what we do first next time. On curse. What? Hold on. Oh. 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 You all go to bed. Uh-huh. We'll discuss what you have. Thinking about these tasks and what you should be doing. And as that happens, we zoom out. Up into the night sky. Uh, to a vision of the desert around you. Flying over a cracked earth. To a river. The Yandabakari River as it flows south into a hexagon of towering walls 
down, cascading from the upper levels into the Undercity as it falls, and down further and further into the catacombs of Kermaga. <laughs> as, the, as we follow the flow of water, there are, there are bandits clambering through the uh, tangle of tarps and shacks and buildings built on edifices. There are, there are trolls and giants and aberrations all living their lives in the city of Kermaga, and no one would really pay attention even to a gout of flame <laughs> erupting <gasps> in the middle of the street. Oh no! In the moonlight, in the moonlight, a scarred face looks up and around, pulls out a list. You see crossed off on the list Palin's Cove, Veldrain, Basilwif. Yanderhof, Abken, Sarathu, and now he looks up. Kermaga. Oh, fuck! And he just briskly steps off, looking about, and you can see in the center of the paper uh, a drawing of a weathered eye of Aridan. Now, where could you be? And cut to this man dressed in the regalia of the Order of the Pyre, navigating the catacombs, coming to a rivulet of water. The rivulet? The rivulets. Oh my god. It goes down. Uh, he pulls out a journal referencing an account from a moving company <laughs> who claimed to have heard about who claimed to have recognized this symbol and knew somebody who used it. Ah, the rivulet. The yes, rivulets it's were here. very important in this story. <laughs> it's a very good word. And he follows this rivulet of water down through the down through the scrambled eggs uh, formations of of the, the real cave term. You have scrambled egg uh, oh cave God. formation. Actually, no, I think it's fried egg cave formation. Where's the sunny side up cave formations? I think that's what they look like. Um, <laughs> and, he f and he follows this rivulet of water into a temple with dark wood pews. Uh, and a man kneeling at an altar as if in prayer. There's a, He knocks on one of the dark wood pews. Excuse me, sir. I believe your name is Ervast. I have questions for you about how you came to your sudden manifestation of powers. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Signifier Strickland, and I am very interested in this new worship of Eridan. <laughs> and he, as he walks toward the man, the man makes no motion bowed as he is in prayer. <clears throat> Perhaps I wasn't clear. <laughs> this information is very important to me, and I'm willing to offer you 
much in the way of compensation. He looks around, looking at the tapestries on the walls. What is this? He sees a tapestry with a map of the shackles and a throne painted on it. We just left it. The throne of Nald. So you found it. The man is remains silent, knelt in prayer. <laughs> what does this mean to you? The man does not respond. He draws his crossbow. Like loads a fresh magazine into it and draws the bow draws the bowstring back. I said, what does this mean to you? Speak. And as he says, speak flames uh, swirl around him and and you can see the skeletal face highlighted uh, against against the interior. Yeah. (laughs) And he puts the crossbow to the man's back. The man falls forward, his head toppling off. (gasps) A blade (laughs) appears at Strickland's neck. And suddenly, uh, where the blade touches and draws just the faintest trickle of blood, it materializes into a saw-tooth saber. (gasps) A pink-haired woman says, And tell me, what does this ascension of a false god mean to you? He looks back slowly, letting the blade slide a little bit along his neck, and then just healing back up. It seems we have common purpose. I've already introduced myself. Who would you be? Cinnabar of the Red Mantis. And if you are this good at tracking, perhaps... You would be open to a contract. (laughs) I do so love contracts. That's where we'll end. Oh my god! Oh my god! I did not see that coming. I mean, I figured Strickland would be along eventually, but Cinnabar! Hello! <laughs> nice to meet you by name. Uh. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Unia wakes up in a cold sweat. <laughs> Wait, I'm not an oracle. Kestra wakes up in a Tr- cold sweat. Trinia wakes up in a cold sweat. <laughs> Who were those people? <laughs> oh no, she's hot! <laughs> See you next time. Oh, bye bye. Curse of, of the, the Crimson Throne!
and Signifier Strickland and Cinnabar went off together and had tons of cool adventures that had absolutely nothing to do with the cover of Night, and nothing bad happened ever again. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. To Happen to Roll is produced by David Clark and Katie Dookshire. The Pathfinder RPG and the Curse of the Crimson Throne Adventure Path are property of Paizo and are used in accordance with their community use policy. This session included the track Radiant Shadows by Rio Salazar. You can check out more music by Rio on at Rio Wolf Audio on Instagram. That's R-Y-O-W-U-L-F Audio on Instagram. This session also featured music from Michael Gelfi Audio. See the description for a full track list. Sound effects were produced by Sirenscape. You can find more sound effects for your own tabletop games over at Sirenscape.com. We are on Twitter at To Have and To Roll. Rain is at Rain Zero. That's R-A-N-E and the number zero. Daft is at Daft Prodigy. We are also on Tumblr, tohaventoroll.tumblr.com. And we will be back again in two weeks as the cover of Night begin their quest to recreate heroic deeds of the past. At least now they won't die of exposure. And maybe they'll clear higher bars next time. Bye! Near uh, the Kazaron River. No relation to Kazavon. No, no, really? Yeah, none at all. Not related to Kazavon. As far as I know. Anyway. There's there's a one-letter swap. Yeah, I know. It seems weird, right? <laughs> like, why would somebody make a thing that in this book who just happens to be one letter removed from Kazavon? Uh, somebody with a weird sense of humor. Or maybe they were just lazy. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe a bunch of a, a bunch of people wrote the book, and a couple of people picked similar names by accident because Weird everybody was working right? together. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> the mysteries of the world are beyond our comprehension. Uh, when the gods created this world, sometimes I wonder if they took shortcuts. <laughs> uh, I mean, we have a podcast. Uh, there's it's probably like like about. Uh, 200 hours of listening, but it's, it's, it's all Holy important, shit, I swear. Good, we could talk about this for days, couldn't we? <laughs> it's, good uh, that you've, it's good that you've archived everything that's ever happened to you in such, a, such an easy-to-consume uh, format. You're uh, welcome. I'll probably have to listen to it on my commute for the next, like, I don't know, month or so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll get caught up, uh, but, you know, it's, it's interesting. It's really, it's really. The lady who does her voices doesn't sound like me at all. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> I didn't like the creative liberties that they that they took uh with the adaptation of Unia's story. What, what do you mean? It's like I don't I, I, it wasn't it wasn't as true to it wasn't as true to form. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means, but <laughs> Also, I thought Ophelia was acting out of character the entire time. One life just gets why do they act so stupid all the time? <laughs>
God, they're so bad at this. Why can't they ever make a plan that works? <laughs> Why do they keep trying to stealth? <laughs> Incredible. He goes, uh, there is no there is not another white dragon that we have heard of. However, if you were to navigate the Mindspin Mountains, you may find one. But I do know of a blue dragon that makes its lair to the northwest. It's not Kazavan, is it, somehow? It's totally Kazavan. Oh my god! <laughs> Definitely Kazavan. No! There's a place called Giltspur, far to the north. If you could slay that dragon, you'd totally be, like, the hero of everybody, because I think it's, like, CR, like, 30 or something. Oh my god! <laughs> so, yeah, you could totally try your luck. Um, uh, maybe we can go after the big worm with the, the all of the teeth and the burning. Every time, every time our warriors approach Giltspur, the strangest thing happens. There's a shimmering barrier. It says, Shattered Star, Book 5. <laughs> Together, they're able to cast Mass Sanctuary. <laughs> Even though all of them individually can only cast first level spells. It is. Ritual. Yes. Ritual casting. Or maybe just uh, a thousand votes. Just, <laughs> just quietly. Like <laughs> <laughs> all right. It helps them feel good.